Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Non-Sequitur Nerds. Tonight, we're back for round two. That's right, we're doing another Versus episode tonight. We had enough fun doing it last time. You guys seem to like it, so we're going to do it again. So joining me, as always, is player two over here, Ian, and our teammate? Teammate, Keenan. How you guys doing tonight? Hey, we're doing pretty good. It's another capstone to a fantastic, not really, week, and uh, we are here live with you uh and tim is of course sipping his ghostbusters mug which is the I mean, only way i mean uh, like you do right i i use these uh kind of handy mugs that are you know re retain heat um i have a bb8 mug that i got at a, at a reddit gift uh, exchange but oh, um it it my my tea gets cold very quickly <laughs> i have a mando mug but it would have been weird for me to drive with it up to ian's house <laughs> Well, there True. You go. <laughs> True enough. All right. So, yes, uh, you said it. Uh, today is the uh, round two of the versus match. So uh, each of us have come uh, semi-prepared. And I, when I say semi-prepared, I mean most of us pulled these lists out of our butts earlier today. <laughs> I mean, um, but you know. Actually, I didn't because I still had my list from the last time. So, so, so okay. You, you, got, you got the leftovers. <laughs> The the very first uh, matchup on my list, like, as soon as we finished recording that last episode, I'm like, all right, I've got a really good one. And that's literally all the farther I ever did on it, so the rest of mine are all stuff from tonight. So. <laughs> nice. See, I don't have my list. I kind of wish that I did. I think I may have recreated one that I had on the original, but you know yeah. what? It's cool. I like starting from, you know, a totally clean slate. So There we go. There we go. The last episode I thought was really fun. We, we, we were surprised ourselves, I think, at how entertained we had ourselves be from it yeah, so, right. so i'm, I'm excited to, be, and to since come that back time, uh since that time um keen and i have you know we we uh, took a little vacation um down to nashville uh, tennessee uh and we went to a zoo uh, while we were there and we have uh definitely determined that a bear would kick the crap out of a gorilla <laughs> it has been confirmed the, with research we went to the Louisville Zoo, and they have gorillas there, hmm. and then, then they also have bears, but in particular a polar bear, which I guess is a, a much bigger bear. But still, like, we just—the bear happened to be asleep, like, right in front of the glass, and we just saw how big their frickin' claws are. And don't get me wrong, gorillas are huge. That was, I think, the first time I physically saw a gorilla. Yeah. They're massive and and quite powerful. But after we saw those claws, Ian turned to me, he's like, I think the bear would win. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, oh, yeah. So yeah, it, there, there, there was no contest there. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, so uh, we're going to go ahead and kick things off. And I'll actually let Tim uh, lead the pack. And yeah. when uh, we're going to, we're going to, what? No, no, I, was, I, was, I was actually going to let you lead because I thought I led last time. Uh, have <laughs> eh, whatever, we're just going to round rock. Well, here we go. Let's, let's have Keenan start. All right. Yeah, that works. There we go. Oh, okay. Um, ha, you were unprepared for our sneak attack. No, I, I, I was. I was unprepared because now I have to choose. Um... <laughs> I I'll go with a uh, a physical bout, okay. Um, and actually, I'll do uh, one that is similar to one that I that I kind of enjoyed from last time. So last time I had two real famous people. Right. I asked to have them fight. So I'm doing another version of that, but with more Ooh. current actors. Okay. So it's not characters that they played. It's them as physical, real, actual people. Okay. Who would win in a fight between? Dave Batista or Jason Momoa? Oh man! And I, I, I can already hear the fangirls out there saying, "I, I, I want to see him wrestle." 
Oh, man. Um, yeah, they probably want him to wrestle like uh, old school Greco-Roman style. You Get know, the naked oil. And covered, <laughs> naked and covered yeah, in yeah, oil. Just, yeah, just completely naked. Um, yeah. Man, that's like... Because, I mean, so, like, strength-wise, I mean, they're, they're both... Like, they both train a lot. I'm going to give you some quick IMDB info, because like right. I said, I came prepared. Oh, uh, one uh, of us did. <laughs> uh, I came, I, well, I, I came up with the list like an hour before we got on, but then I, <laughs> in that time, also got up like Wikipedia pages and stuff. So right. according to IMDB, interestingly enough, they are both the same height. They are both 6'4". I always imagined Batista as much shorter than that. Same. Well, he just, it's, he it's, seems it's like his, a his, build, his yeah. build makes him look shorter. Dave Batista is uh, kind of the broad, stocky sort of build, yeah. whereas Jason Momoa is a taller, leaner-looking dude, but still very muscular. Y- yeah, yeah, he is. Um, so they're both six four, and also Dave Batista is ten years older than Jason Momoa. Okay, why so like, Momoa yeah, was like, born... Batista's been do- been doing wrestling and whatnot for a while, right? So, so Momoa was born in seventy nine, Dave Batista in sixty nine. So. See, I thought Momoa so, was younger than that. All right. I think I'm going to... I mean, I'm just going to try to start breaking it down, really. Mm-hmm. Like, you I mean, you you said it. Um, Batista's older, but, I mean, with age comes a bit of experience. And he's yeah. been doing professional wrestling for quite a while. Yeah, he has. So I feel like I feel like in a, in a, in a bout that winds up in a grapple, which I think it would... With, a, with, with those two, it would. <laughs> yeah, with those two. Because um, they're very... I mean, they're powerhouses, right? You know, they're... They, you know, you land a good punch and, you know, a solid punch, and that's probably good night, Irene. Like, right. Yeah. But so you're going to, you're going to want to go in for, for the grapple. Mm-hmm. So I think Batista is going to know and probably have more experience with that uh, and being able to maneuver and, and better control his opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I admittedly don't know what Jason Momoa's experience with that is. I think he's mostly just been training and, you know, bodybuilding and an actor. Yeah. So I don't feel like he, uh, and again, I don't, I don't know, but I don't feel like he is going to have the experience to be able to combat that. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, to like my knowledge, I don't think he has any, any like formal, like professional level training in fighting. I might be wrong. If I am, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Momoa, um, please don't kill me. I will add, just reading oh. quickly through his IMDb uh, bio, he does not have any professional okay. martial arts training. Then, then I think this one. I don't know with with Momoa being more lean versus you know Batista, he might have a good speed advantage on him though. Now that I think about it, I mean because they're both they're both like big guys, but I mean that little bit of, of mass difference can make a huge difference from somebody's speed. Yeah, uh, have you guys ever on... seen the uh, the interview? Like, there's a video on YouTube where he went on, I think, Jimmy Kimmel, I think, or whatever. But he showed off his axe throwing skills. And he's oh. actually, like, he's very good at it. Yeah. Uh, you should check it out. Like, it, it's he's surprisingly accurate, and he seems to throw it with quite a bit of strength. So, he's got that. Right. I mean, that's well, obviously I'm... different because it's weapons versus grappling. But... Right. I I might have to give this one to, to Momoa, actually. As much as as much as I'm a fan of Batista, just because like the more I think about that speed thing, uh, that reminds me of an interview he did where before Aquaman, 
uh, some reporter is like, you know, well, hey, you know, have you been practicing swimming? He's going to be doing Aquaman. And he just turns and looks at him and says, bro, I'm Samoan. In reference to, you know, does he know how to swim? So, I mean, right. so, I mean, he'd have that, that kind of, you know, like in his younger year, I don't want to necessarily say training, but he'd have that kind of experience, you know, with water resistance. If, if it came down to it, if, I think if, if Momoa got a good couple punches in, if he could get, you know, if he could get those punches in before Batista got him into a grapple, I think it would be Momoa. But if Batista can get those grapples in, I'd have to get the fight to him then. So, I mean, it's 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 yeah. it's a situational thing. I I feel like though, even even with a potential speed advantage, which I know I don't know how much speed advantage you'd gain from being a swimmer versus well yeah. inland out of land. I mean, that, right. that's. I mean, if they're fighting in a swimming different... pool, I'm going to give it to Momoa every time. <laughs> well, yeah, Aquaman always wins in the water. Exactly, um, and sometimes out of the water. Right, um, and um, yeah, I just. I feel like even with a potential speed advantage, Batista's seen that kind of combat before. Like that, that's true because he, he's fought again. Because some of the wrestlers he's fought against have been like really quick guys. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, yeah. but I I think that is a good for, point. I think for my part, I'd still have to give it to Batista. Yeah. Um, yeah. The more. I, more yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's just it's a it's a matter of um, speed, uh, not speed, but, but just experience. That's I mean, true, all yeah. thing all things else considered, um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I just have to go with go with the experience, especially when fighting someone that's roughly your same size. You know, yeah, yeah. That thinking is just. I think Dave Batista has some training of some sort and had the experience and even if Momoa is faster I think I just assume that Dave Batista could take the licking you know right while wrestling is kind of acting I mean it right. is an actual real physical thing that does right they, they, they know how injuries, to take a so. they know how to take a punch if they have to take a punch right so right. I just think that even with an age difference of 10 years I think I think Dave Batista would win with the with experience yeah, uh, mostly as well. And if you wanted to play dirty, uh, Dave Batista's bald, whereas Jason Momoa's got those long locks, and he could just grab that hair and hire. use that to his advantage. Grab the yeah. hair, grab his beard, wherever. Yeah, he, he, he's got that disadvantage <laughs> and then just there. Smash his face into his knee. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So I mean, All right. So, so we got so we got Drax winning against Aquaman. Then I mean, if that's the fight, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I loved Aquaman, but you know. Drax doesn't know there's, how to get, you know, how to sit down. You know, just saying. He's called and, the and, Destroyer. Well, and he's mastered and the art of moving so slowly, he's become practically invisible. Correct. And there's no fish in space. So and that's true. That's true. But there are ducks. Yes, <laughs> yes. There, are, there are ducks. <laughs> okay, Rock. so consensus then: Dave Batista, Batista yeah. wins in a bout between Dave Batista and Jason Momoa. I, I will say. Yep. Now, if either of these gentlemen see this. We're sorry, Mr. Momoa, and we love you, Batista. <laughs> right, yeah. Please, please please do not hurt either of us. Please. Please don't. So, all right, yes. so moving on. Uh, you want me to go, Ian, since you were wanting me to lead off? I'll go second? Yeah, sure. That's okay. fine. Okay. So here's kind of a uh, little fun one for you, Ian. Um, Vampire Hunter D, or D, if you will, 
versus Alucard in a hunting competition. All right, which version of Alucard? Are we talking um, I will say Castlevania <laughs> Alucard, or are we talking Helsing Alucard? Helsing Alucard. Uh, okay. more, more specifically, okay. I'll say Helsing Ultimate Alucard. Okay. Because that's a superior version. And I will right. say uh, a second Vampire Hunter D movie, D. Bloodlust? Bloodlust. Okay. Yes. Yes. So... That's definitely a callback uh, to, to to many moons ago. Left hand. Um, left hand. Um, <laughs> so D has some advantages um, that Alucard doesn't. Um, Alucard may be, you know, the, the immortal vampire, but he still has some limitations with, you know, like being out in the sun, uh, crossing water and, and things like that. You know, uh, D is, is the Dampier. He's, you know, he's the half vampire. So mm. he doesn't have... I mean, the sun weakens him, but he's not going to burst into flames mm -hmm. being out in the sun. And he also has the advantage of uh, obviously having um, Jonathan Winters possessing his left hand that can <laughs> that's basically a, a, a vacuum. Um, so in a hunting competition, huh? So they're not versus each other. Technically, right. they're not fighting each other. They they're are there. It's, it's a, a battle of, of skill. Right. And so, so I'm assuming by hunting you mean hunting people. Like what's we'll we'll say uh you, we've all seen Lord, we've all seen Lord of the Rings. It's 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 a uh, Gimli Legolas fight. Who can get the most? Ah, okay. So they're hunting the uh, they're hunting you know undead slash monsters. Okay. Right. So I think again continuing the line of thought, um, D as far as I remember doesn't really use ranged weapons. He just has his big ass sword hmm. uh and then left hand um obviously alucard has uh the you know the 454 casual and the jackal yep. um which, which he I, uses... I have a replica of of the jackal uh actually right. not right. in my workshop but <laughs> yeah uh, which he uses which he uses with with a you know without abandon yeah so um you know the other thing is that alucard's other powers at play here and i guess it's a question to tim uh, are what level of control art is he is oh. he un is he unlocked to i would say integra being who she is she would probably start him off with like maybe level one because he's like he he's alucard he's the best there is he doesn't need all that to go against this guy um so he does have some spatial hmm. Some capacity to do some, you know, spatial goofiness type stuff. Yep. Um, some, uh, and... Transformations at level one as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. So he could, in theory, burst into bats and go hunt that way or change himself into the demon dog thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, probably still going to have to give it up to Alucard. He's got yeah. range, he's got versatility, and... I mean, and he's got a better hat, right? And I think D, you know, D's only advantage is that he could. It depends, I guess, on how how long the hunt lasts. You That's know, if, true. if if he gets to hunt during the day, you know, D could hunt at all times, day and night. Right. Uh, but I believe he does have to rest, whereas Alucard really doesn't. Yeah. So, I'll have to give it up to Alucard for that one. Alucard, all right. So, um, I had to look up D because I'm only familiar with Alec. Um, and uh, looking at it, uh, at least according to the uh, 
what wiki fandom am I looking at? I'm looking at apparently the Vampire Hunter D wiki. Um, so they have a list of their abilities. Well, which is completely on... different than the Vampire D Hunter wiki. Yeah. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, so at least according to this page, when I look at their powers and abilities, it seems like Hunter D has some pretty crazy abilities. It says in a novel of it i guess i'm also i guess you guys are basing it off of the the anime versus mm. other sources but apparently in a novel um he was able to uh cut a mountain range in half um and the, also all right that's new and apparently he also was able to travel he was able to physically move up to 200 miles per hour in a different story. I mean, he is pre- he is pretty fast, even in the anime. Um, I don't know if they ever clock it, but... Uh, yeah, and they had some other abilities. It sounded like he was strong, but then, looking at Alucard's thing, it mentions that he, you know, has, de- yet again, depending on, you know, what you know, level of power he was able to attain at any given moment, but it says that he has things like gravity defiance and uh, teleportation and shape-shifting, like going into a misty form, and uh, it says that he can even phase through walls sometimes, and uh, all these other things that that sound pretty impressive. Um, And uh, I will agree with Ian, like he said, that him being a human allows him to hunt at um, during the day. But I I feel like in most considerations, it seems like, and I remember, you know, Helsing doing some insane stuff in the, the few yeah. episodes of of, um, of Helsing that I've seen. And he's also survived uh, an insane amount of punishment as well from what yeah. I saw. Yeah, he has. Like, he really basically has. being just, like, basically just being, like, straight up dead or, like, ahead, but then surviving. Right. Um, so... It takes a lot to put him down. Yeah, I will just say that, and I mean, he's... From my limited knowledge, I will just concur with everything that I've agreed to Ian. However, I will just add that based off of that wiki, that Hunter D... Is, or D is quite immensely powerful as well. So I think it would be close, but I think the uh, the factors that Ian pointed out would put Alucard just a little bit ahead, even with the disadvantage of not being able to hunt for half the day. All right. Fair points. Fair points all around. Yep. So I think I think we're kind of in agreement there then. Uh, yeah. Sounds like twitch, it, yeah. Alucard is the better hunter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right All right. All right. What do you got for us, Ian? So, um, I'm going to go with uh, with something that's a little bit less physical uh, in this this bout, and right. go for something that's a little bit more cerebral. Okay. So, uh, we're going to pull in some science fiction here, and uh, have two of our favorite um, AIs duke it out. Uh, okay. Cortana versus Glados. Okay. Oh. So, are we just saying who is the more superior AI in intelligence and capabilities, or? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, we're not talking about Cortana piloting, you know, the Pillar of Autumn with a Mac gun versus Gladys stuck to piloting a, a potato. Um, pi- right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, all right. So, yeah, who is the better? Who is the superior AI? 
I, I'm I'm going to right off the bat give it to GLaDOS for one simple reason. Her AI lasts a lot longer than Cortana's does. <laughs> I mean, really, it'd just be a bat a, you know a battle of time at that point. As long as GLaDOS can keep Cortana, you know, you know, actively engaged and whatnot after what is it se- seven years, ten years, something like that, the kind of AI that Cortana is just breaks down. Right. And, like, we've seen that GLaDOS, at least, you know, her programming, her operations, and all that can last a lot longer than 10 years. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 I, I think that's more of a physical limitation, though. That's true. Than, but, it is more of a, uh, than it is more of a capacity or capability. Okay, so, I mean, if we're talking just pure, like, pure, like, number-crunching, raw computing horsepower... Yep. That... That's that's a that's a tough one. I mean, because while I would say that Cortana is the more advanced AI, I mean, ultimately she's bound by what was it Hall's uh, Doctor Halsey, right? Yeah, she's bound yeah. by kind of her thought processes and things like that. I mean, she's got computing horsepower to run raw numbers, but as far as the way she acts upon that information. Because she was based on Halsey's, like, brain and brain patterns and whatnot. Course, yeah. Versus yeah. GLaDOS is just pure, unadulterated, unbiased machinery. Oh, but that, GLaDOS yeah. has been shown to change her temperament. Based they on they, the they do both have personalities, and they, they both do, have they do. human-like flaws. I will just say that well, GLaDOS, if, on the surface, appears to be more, you know, like malicious. how... 9,000 kind of thing, yeah. Right, and she's yeah. definitely more malicious. Yeah, she is. Well, if you do remember, um, playing through Portal 2, mm-hmm. they do reveal that Gladys is actually uh, uh, Cave Johnson's secretary. Yeah, so she was also based she, on a... Hmm. She was... I think she actually was pure human and then had her, like, brain transferred into the machine. I, oh, I, I didn't remember that at all. Okay. It's, it's been a yeah. while since I played the, the single-player story. I recently did yeah. the uh, the multiplayer of that actually, which is a different story, oddly. Right. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah, but n- no. Yeah, no. Glados is Glados is Cave Johnson's secretary that yeah. I believe he forced into having her, basically her brain transferred into the machine, which is part of some of her maliciousness. And obviously, well, when life gives uh, you lemons, make hand grenades. So exactly. in that case, Glados is the actual like consciousness of a person downloaded into software whereas cortana is software that is emulating someone's personality but is still like an original programming that is ai right like it doesn't have like an organic origin basically so that's interesting um i'm also trying to think of just like feats of things that they did like cortana for example had interact multiple alien species and their different technology and was able to and understand it and manipulate yeah. very well like she was able to do that with all the different covenant races she was able to do that with forerunner technology and then she was able to do that with um the what is the 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 group called and uh the like the newer ones like four and five um those are forerunners they're uh, they're guardians yep. yeah like uh, the guardians is what i was thinking yeah about. they're guardians but they're yeah it's forerunner the, the, the forerunner technology. Technology. Yeah, but yeah so and then so she had to interact with all that different technology mm-hmm. and was able to like interface with you know like the halo installations and and you know figure out the different True. covenant ships whereas 
I mean, admittedly, it's kind of a function of the fact that, you know, Portal takes place on Earth and there aren't aliens or whatever. So, right. I mean, that's not to say that GLaDOS, should she come up against alien technology, wouldn't be able to interface with it correctly. But we don't have evidence of saying that she yeah. could or couldn't. So it's just, it seems like computing-wise and whatnot, that to me is vastly more complicated and shows she has immense computing power. Right. See, yeah, I'll, I'll, that does make sense. I mean, just... The way Cortana is designed, I mean, what we see canonically, I'm almost wondering if, if this is a a, a uh, debate of, of apples and oranges. I mean, one of them is, again, future tech designed to interface with much more complex systems, multiple systems, versus another one that is effectively designed to, you know, run tests in a warehouse somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's but, not, I mean, not to not shake what GLaDOS is yeah. dealing with. I mean, yeah. she's dealing portal technology yeah. which is obviously very futuristic and mm-hmm. various other machinery that's quite advanced um it's also hard to tell too just yeah. because i feel like th- this says she is put in a situation where she is like a test master and whatnot right. and she's mostly <laughs> homicidal that I mean, it's hard to 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 see what her what her computing capabilities are however she is a very good planner obviously like she she is very conniving and has lots of you know she was able to avoid her destruction in the first game and survive into the second game she she's very clearly you know excellent at making plans and whatnot although the 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 one thing that that i just thought of though is you know we mentioned that the cortana's ai is kind of adaptable to what she's doing we also see in portal 2 that, that glados's ai is adaptable i mean they literally put her into a you know small pocket-sized computer powered off of a potato, and she's still able to operate mostly, you know, mostly the same. Which leads I me was to think that, that she might be able to integrate with other technology. So, I mean, if we put her in, you know, a, a UNSC carrier, in theory, she should be able to integrate with that. Okay, that's fair. I was also going to say that I think that GLaDOS is more mentally unstable and therefore puts her at a disadvantage. But you also brought up, you know, while we kind of dismissed it in a way, I mean, Cortana also degrades pretty mentally yeah. and goes pretty insane in, like, the newer trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and also, I don't know, she's... Even though she isn't the actual consciousness of a person put into technology, she has her... Her benevolence, I guess, could sometimes put her at a disadvantage. Whereas Glados yeah. is so, you know, zeros and ones that right. she can she can make choices that that Cortana wouldn't. That might be more advantageous for Glados. So, right. Well, I, mean, I think well, it's I pretty. Mean, plus, if you give Glados the goal of all right, the, the goal is to put Cortana through her tests. It's going to be a pride issue for Glados at that point. Yeah. And like you just said, she's going to be laser focused on that as her task. She's going to be you know devoting all of her processing power to that task and like you said she's willing to make the choices that you know if if that guy over there dies for this test to complete that's fine the test completed versus you know cortana you know chief we have to save him you know like he's an innocent you know or if it's you know now if if chief himself is put in harm's way yeah then she'll she'll one to glados um because cortana will not stop at anything at that point Hmm. All right. I mean, it's it's. I think I think I think we've laid cases down, but now the yeah. typical choice. What what do you think you would pick, Tim? Who do you think is the better AI? With with everything said and done, I hate to say it, but I almost want to go back to my original point of it'd be just a matter of Glados biding her time on this one. 
putting Cortana through these tests, stressing out her programming more until she inevitably degrades, and GLaDOS can just kind of keep doing her thing until she breaks down, and she's the winner. So I, 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 as much as I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm going to say GLaDOS on this one. I, I think that it's given the fact that we don't have as many comparable things. I think mm -hmm. Cortana has been shown to do more impressive things, mm -hmm. but I think that's just a virtue of their particular universes. So right. I kind of don't want to hold that against them. And I do think that Cortana's uh, relatively short lifespan, like you mentioned, I do think that should be a factor in at least some way. Right. But also the fact that I think she is limited by her own need to be benevolent, whereas GLaDOS can be much more ruthless, I think might put her uh, more robotic in a way, which is odd seeing as, you know, that consciousness of somebody uploading. Right. I want to say that I might, I might agree with you. I think it'd be really close though. Yeah. But, it, uh, it'd be the, a close one. The only thing that maybe puts Cortana over the edge for me is she, she's the only AI that to have naughty time with. <laughs> you 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 cut out so all like a only AI naughty time. The, the only time is the only AI I would want to have naughty time. Oh, okay. So I mean, so I, I got what I. So you were basically got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think I'll I go mean, with yeah, Gladys as the better AI. Gladys. All right. All right. But barely. Like, I mean, it's, it, it could. It, it'd be maybe really it would be close. almost a tie. I don't know. Yeah, I think for for my, I'll just. We don't want to have to continue the discussion further, but for, for where I sit, I'll, I'll also just kind of throw this out there. Um, obviously, Gladys was built as a, uh, like Tim said, a, a test-driven test AI. To me, you can't ignore the fact that Cortana was built as a defense military AI. Ooh, we, we didn't even think about that. True. So she would know how to combat other AIs. Dang that's it, Ian! Actually, I mean, she kind of does. Actually, she she actually fights against Guilty her. Spark yes. and, and all well, the other... Well, that's actually, if you read the extended, some of the extended yeah, canon... Yeah, that's true, um, it is. In one, of, in one of the books, she infiltrates a Covenant carrier and has to fight it. Like, she actually fights and murders its AI. Yeah. Because the Covenant carrier has an AI, and she has... It's blocking her from taking over, and she actually, like... Literally, like, murders this AI. Like, erases it. Uh, from existence, but it, it is a battle for her. She's like, right, Ian, Ian swayed me. I'm going back to Cortana. <laughs> I was kind of, I, I, I kind of already wanted to do Cortana in a way, but I, I, I did not. Rem I, I mean, obviously that requires you know novel info that I didn't know, but right. I don't know. And then, and then I thought about Guilty Spark, and I mean, he's an AI, and she had yeah. to deal with him and all the other AI type things. So I, you know what, I'm going to go with Cortana. Well, I mean, one. Thing I still think, I think it'd be close. One thing I think that we can all agree on. The cake is a lie. The cake is a lie. <laughs> yeah. We can all agree on that. So okay. Yes. So we'll write this one up as a as a toss up. I think we I think I don't think we can call this as definitive. Um yeah. you know, folks are kind of leaning in certain directions, but I think we'll call this as a as a, a tie. A tie. Yeah. A, a situational I think, I think based tie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so then uh, I think that brings us back to Keenan. Okay, so I have this one. This one is also not a physical fight and it actually Relates to what I commented just a little bit ago. I think you'll find it funny. All right. Um, okay. So this one is um, the character Lola Bunny from okay. that was first introduced in Space Jam. Now, hang on. Space Jam one Lola or Space Jam two Lola? Uh, I, I haven't seen two yet, so okay, I'm gonna so go with one. OG uh, Lola. Okay. 
OG Lola. So Lola Bunny from right. original Space Jam versus uh, Roxanne, which is the girl that Max had a crush on in Goofy movie. Okay. And this one is not a physical batter, battle. It's... um. I don't who like where you're did, going with who, this. Who made you the most uncomfortable because of like... <laughs> so how, which, which one or, made you a furry? Um. <laughs> yeah, which one gave you... I actually wrote it down in my notes. Can you hear? Yeah, I you, think you... Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't hear Keenan at all. It's censoring me. I said, which one... I wrote it down as who gives you the, uh, the weirdest boner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're having this conversation. This is an NSFW yeah. uh, episode, people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, that's, um, that's not that's not my hat. That's a condom. <laughs> so yes, or I like Tim's wording of it too. Which one? A furry, but it makes you uncomfortable by doing so. So Lola Bunny well, or Roxanne? I mean, they were both kind I'll of. I let you. I let you lead off, Ian. They were both really kind of around the same time um, it, that released. Um, I can't believe I we're having Rox- this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, trust me, it it's definitely it feels weird. Um, so Roxanne, I think, was designed to be cute and, and still like high schooler level cute. Like wasn't like Goofy's love interest in the second Goofy movie where it was like almost weirdly overtly sexual. Mm. Um, or sexualized. Uh, meanwhile, Lola Bunny herself was like very overtly sexualized. Now I'm not yeah, I, I admitting to any. I'm not admitting to, to really having a thing for either of them. Um, but you're not I'm, denying it honest. either. Correct. Um, <laughs> if I'm honest, though, but I'm just like, like I don't know. As yeah. I think about it, it's hard for me to remember that long ago because. <laughs> Yeah. That was a while ago. Isn't it sad the nineties? Oh, I was as a quick aside, I, I listen to the oldies station sometimes when I drive because I like older music. I don't like um, this. I going noticed either. I, I noticed recently that they start playing nineties music now on the oldies station. Yeah, classic rock also well, includes, I'm out, I'm like, done. Ni- includes yeah. like nineties. And nowadays, I thought about so. it and I'm like, well, I mean, for really thinking about it, the nineties like you know between 20 to 30 years ago now so shut up (laughs) anyway moving back to the less more comfortable topic neither of them is good this whole question is meant to make us not feel good that's the point of it (laughs) uh well then then i'll I'll go with ian because i mean yeah original lola bunny was like she was drawn to get that appeal i mean let's let's call it how it is i mean now i i'm already gonna i can already hear the hate mail now of, well you're sexualizing a, a children's cartoon character the her mannerisms and everything about her were designed to be a overly flirtatious character and warner brothers knew what they were doing i'm just calling it how it is yeah so, right like everything from her voice to her design to her minimalist clothing uh you know that like they pretty much did everything that they could to make kids furries um <laughs> yeah whereas really, again really did. whereas again roxanne in, in actuality like other than she her was like nose, she, was, she was a cute plucky character right other than her nose like you really wouldn't really distinguish her as a disney-esque animal right like yeah. she had very humanoid like 
She was incredible. I don't even think her, I don't even think her fur color. Her fur color was like light skin human color. skin color. Yeah, yeah it was color. like yeah, it was like peach. She, like she was, is one of those hairless cats. Oh, confirmed. She's a naked mole rat. She's a naked mole rat. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, I mean, they do. They, I mean, they do say that she is a dog from. In I believe in her some extended media, but uh, yeah, I mean even yes, Wikipedia according to the even, Disney Wiki, she is a anthropomorphic female dog. Yeah, so she's a bitch. I mean, in in the literal sense of the term, yes, she would be. Yes, I don't. Yeah, come at me, people that you know. I mean, how dare you call probably... it that? <laughs> I mean, this is probably one of those questions that you'd be that you'd, it's almost one of those like. Who do you think has more Rule 34 art? Well, no, yeah. we are not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, no, no. I, well, so, ah, rabbit hole! See what I did there? Oh, no. <laughs> so, that's what, what Bugs so, Bunny did. Oh, oh. So is what I'm hearing the consensus that uh, is that Lola Bunny is the, the one that makes you feel the most uncomfortable because she is the one that's the most intentionally designed to be sexual? Yeah. Yeah, I would... I would probably have to to agree with that. Like she's yeah. just very obviously the one that's supposed yeah, it's, it's, to. It's supposed Yosemite to... Sam, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> that mustache uh, just. Mm. Yeah, he's he's clearly the most sexual. He's rooting, though. shooting, and gonna give you a tootin. <laughs> that. <sighs> well, now I'm even more uncomfortable. <laughs> but oddly, let's continue this. But oddly, right. Uh, I will say for my own two cents that I'm I'm younger than you guys, but uh, for me it was like I didn't find these characters sexual. I was too young to even really understand that concept. I will just say that I had like, like I understood that they were animals, but that also didn't necessarily compute in my brain. So my brain just had like little boy crush maybe on them right. at most. Of where I was like, oh, they're cute, you know, like you know, like regular you know eight or ten year olds have about. You know, like high school girls, they think they're kind of cute, but they don't have any like amorous feelings. There's them. there's no context for it. Yeah, uh, but I will say that now as an adult person, Lola Bunny, like you said, is designed in every way. She, you know, she's like a femme fatale. She yeah. she moves with her hips. She's got like an hourglass figure. She's right. got a crop top and short which doesn't inherently mean you're more sexual, but in that context, it was done to be so. She, right. you know, kisses bugs on the cheek, and you know, he like melts or something like right. that like everything about her is done to be enticing yeah. whereas roxanne is cute but she's like the girl next door stereotype yeah plus she's also supposed to be the equivalent of like a 16 year old right so uh yeah it's just automatically creepy if you want to sexualize her anyway because <laughs> she's a child <laughs> so um i will just say that like both gave me you know they were both like little boy cute to me but as an adult now i'm like Oh, Lola was just supposed to try and make me feel like she's sexy, and I don't right. like that. Like right. that, I don't. I don't enjoy why they made me think that way, <laughs> or why they wanted adults to think that way right. either. And, and they I'm, wanted to put I, people in seats. I mean, I'm one of the people that I was okay with her redesign in the second one, even though I haven't seen the second one. Fine that they wanted to de-emphasize. The second that. one is is not terrible, but the first one is is a classic. My kids so. liked it. My kids liked the second one, so. So I yeah. agree. So Lola Bunny is is the worst. Then is the consensus. <laughs> She's the worst. She's the right. one that makes us the most uncomfortable. I mean, and in general context, I was 
nine when a goofy movie came out and 10 when space jam came out so that would have been 10 and 11 yep uh because as we know and as i like to point out tim is older than i am i i would have been like an actual infant so i obviously watched this you know <laughs> you would have been but at a least... glint in your father's <laughs> i obviously saw this at <laughs> least like five to seven years after it came out but... right right so right. so moving on <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, so, yes. I, I, so I'll lighten the mood a little bit. I have one that's actually a two-parter. Oh. Okay. So, Captain Crunch versus Lucky Charms, and which is the better cereal? Followed by Captain Crunch versus Lucky in a fight. Okay. Go. So, first so, off. I'll go ahead and, and lead off here. Um, first part. Captain and I'll say Crunch Captain and- Crunch with Crunch Berries is a cereal. Then it's it's hands down Captain Crunch. Um, the other the the major component for me is that while Captain Crunch is sweet, mm-hmm. Lucky Charms just feels like I poured a like a cup of sugar into my mouth. All right, and I absolutely hate dehydrated marshmallows. Oh, they're the best part of that cereal, though. So. Like you, you have selected something that is just my anathema, <laughs> um, and 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 a Captain Crunch, while you know it, it's, it cuts the roof of your mouth, uh, is still <laughs> I, I think a better the better cereal. It, I, I I like the taste more. I it doesn't feel like it gets like when it starts to get soggy, it doesn't feel as awful. Like it doesn't have as terrible of a mouth feel as when Lucky Charms gets soggy. All right, that's just gross. Um. And yeah, just in general, I like. Uh, I would say Lucky Charms or uh, Lucky Charms is is not the cereal for me. I'll, I'll go with Captain Crunch as a cereal any day. All right. uh, but before we get into character fisticuffs, I will. I'll let let Keenan go. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's funny is that obviously, uh, I guess this proves that Ian and I are related. I also despise Lucky Charms. What? I I, I also hate dehydrated marshmallows. So as soon as you said it, I'm like, well, obviously, you didn't even have to say with with crunch berries. I mean, that makes it better. But yeah, I I do not like Lucky Charm. I don't like dehydrated marshmallows. <laughs> it's also what like, is wrong with you two? It's I we, I guess I don't know. We have good taste, Tim. Okay, so um, Ke- Ke- I we, wish we are... <laughs> I wish Kevin was here right now. Kevin, you're you know you both know Kevin. Yeah, yeah. He bought a one pound bag. Of cereal marshmallows and just had a bowl of marshmallows and milk. Oh, he didn't even have the the actual cereal part. Nope. He just like, had the marshmallows. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna buy this to uh, to you know put my cereal. No, no, no. He just had the marshmallows. Hmm. Yep. He um, would tell you you're I, both wrong and you should feel honestly, bad. Honestly, <laughs> I, I would say that eating the dehydrated marshmallows by themselves is probably better than putting them in milk because they, they to me they're even weirder once they're they're wet oh, but they, they get even creamier yeah. <laughs> uh, i i don't know they 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 feel weird they're like almost like it's a texture slimy in my mouth kind of i don't know i also do think it's far too sugary for me um but uh so yes i i agree with we everything he said but... okay uh, yeah yeah we might be wrong but um <laughs> well if it makes yeah, you feel any better, better if it makes you feel any better tim i'm also one of the weird people that i don't like cinnamon toast crunch with milk in it I'll just eat cinnamon toast crunch dry because it's a nice like walking around oh, snack. Same. I think CT crunch actually is worse with milk in it. I would much rather just be a snack food. 
<laughs> yeah. Tim's gonna hang up and just like <laughs> we're monsters. He's just Wait. gonna throw his clamshells down. You know what? You know what? I think I think I think, the, I think the, I'm going home. I think the I think the CT crunch without milk is less. Con- People in the comments comment how that is snacking food than it is a cereal. You're both wrong. <laughs> I don't know how another way to say it. You're both wrong. <laughs> I respect your opinion, but you are wrong, sir. I, um, I reject your reality and substitute my own. No, no, you're just both wrong in any reality. There is no, in the infinite multiverse, there's not one where you're right. All right. Uh, well, okay, I'm Ian, go ahead and go. Now let's go. Now that we've uh, uh, triggered the internet, now let's go with the fight between Captain Crunch and Lucky. Alright, what, so, what do you got? So Maybe you'll be right Lucky, this time. Lucky has an advantage here in so much that he has magic. And he he has his, his magic marshmallows, I guess. Yeah, um, each of them have, like, magic. I mean, he, like, throws them around and they, like, do the thing that they're the shape of. Or he just surfs on them. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, like how useful that is, other than maybe like I'm thinking of, uh, uh, oh crap, who's the the mystic character in Overwatch, um, the the Omnic that has like the the little floaty balls, um, um, Robo Dude, yeah, uh, I Zen, don't remember Zen Zen something. Anyway, uh, th- that yeah. that's all like Zendaya. like picture is basically. Uh, basically just, like, Lucky using his marshmallows as projectiles. <laughs> just throwing uh, whole giant horseshoes. I feel like yeah, he no, does I mean, that in one of the commercials, like, doesn't he, like, just chuck them? Yeah, basically See just, that. like, telekinetically <laughs> launching marshmallows at Captain Crunch. Um, hey, Captain... he can also create his own bifrost. He creates walkable, like, transversible rainbow. This is true. Um, the other, the other side of that house, I'm going to say is that, that Captain Crunch is, uh, is a, a captain. Um, although his design more indicates that he's like an admiral, but we're not going to go into that. Admiral Crunch. Right. <laughs> um, so he, Captain Crunch does have, and he's been shown to have a ship. Uh, so he does have the firepower of a, a naval galleon. Is he not also uh, designed with a sword? I feel like he has a sword. Yes, he, I don't know if he still has it, but he did have a sword. He, at one he point. did have a cutlass at some point, but right. So I mean, assume you know, old school, fifteen hundreds, sixteen hundreds era, uh, maybe even seventeen hundreds era sailor. Uh, you know, capable uh, seaman. Um, shut up, Tim. Uh, you said capable. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, you know. That kind of person and personality, able to command a, a naval vessel with cannons, uh, and you know, and the ability to fight up close, um, I guess Lucky could maybe take one of his Lucky Charms and turn it into a weapon, uh, turn it into like a close range weapon, like maybe the the, the <laughs> I shooting just, star. I just have this horrible mental image in my mind of Captain Crunch launching a volley of cannons. And Lucky just summoning unicorns in front of him to take the blast. So that he yeah. Get it. And you can see they just, they just explode into marshmallow guts. Why, Lucky? Why? <laughs> and then he picks it up and eats it. It's like, magically delicious. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that got dark. Um, <laughs> I'll send you to the fishes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're so, Irish, so you can do that. Oh, hi, laddie. I can. Um, uh, 
I also feel like Captain Crunch's ship is portrayed as somewhat magical as well. I feel like he's some like he has some kind of like magicalness to him. It's hard the, the, the though, magical cause... ability to cut the roof of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just feel like still he's pay, and still tastes better. You're wrong. Interesting. <laughs> like they're both um, good cereals. I just I, I'm like I'm gonna go with so so. Charles, Ian, are man. you trying to say that it's kind of a question of the fact that Captain Crunch's portrayed abilities and armaments seem to be more realistic whereas lucky is more magical so it's kind of hard to compare and also nothing about lucky is inherently offensive in nature well offensive as in lacking any offensive capability yeah that's what i mean not oh yeah, not yeah. not uh, offensive, not offensive like, oh. but offensive yeah not okay. offensive but offensive yeah yes um yeah, I think I think Lucky's magic will allow him some defensive capability, but I don't know, and I'm not sure the full. I mean, he's a fictional character that has that it's in a cereal box, so we we don't know what his the full range of his capability is. Like his whole thing is, oh, how can I keep the kids from eating me Lucky Charms? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we, so we, we, I guess we've seen him. With... We've seen him teleport. We've seen him use the the magical marshmallows as totems effectively yeah i think um, uh, he basically like i said i think whatever the things the shapes are he like uses them as that thing like one's a shooting star and i think he like rides it like kirby does right. like his little star and then i think the unicorn he's like ridden it like a unicorn i mean the, the hot air stuff. balloon he's he's rid like rid it seems like most of his things are modes of transportation because um, <laughs> he needs to get away horseshoes, clovers, but, but then like now i'm thinking of like the 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 shooting star what if he used it like in Final Fantasy cast meteor and then like <laughs> Lucky like, cast meteor <laughs> and uses and uses crash on Captain Crunch's ship or whatever. Yeah, uh I mean he it seems like it's it's gonna be in reality what I'm gonna say, what I feel like is it's gonna be more of a stalemate. Okay. The captain has very obvious offensive capability, but Lucky has very obvious defensive capability. And it's shown, if we want to say commercials and, and media is canonical here, it is shown that Lucky's whole thing is being able to escape pursuit and escape, like, capture and other things. So I think he could run in, like, hide indefinitely, but I don't know that he's going to be able to go and actually, like, attack the captain. If it's just a question of who makes it out alive, well, they both make it out alive. Like, they're neither, the captain's not going to succeed in killing him, but. Lucky's not going to succeed in fighting back. He's just going to be running away with his right. nasty cereal. I think for me, it's a question of, <laughs> yeah, I agree with the nasty cereal comment, despite Tim's <laughs> disapproving uh, <laughs> nod there. Shape. I'm not mad. Um, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> right. Thanks, Dad. Um, I think <laughs> that hurts for worse. me, <laughs> you old man, uh, <laughs> I will I will say that I personally think that if it's like just a straight up like hand to hand fight, I'm probably gonna go Captain Crunch just because he's bigger and I mean I say hand to hand, but he he also has a sword and Lucky doesn't have any type of weapon at all. So I'm gonna go with that. If we're going with like all of their abilities are like at use or whatever, um I'm kinda with Ian that it's like there just isn't really any evidence to show that Lucky would do something that's attacking right. but i also don't see captain crunch having any ability to do anything against lucky because i think lucky also can like turn invisible or just like straight up teleport or stuff too. right i mean you've so seen him just, do some weird stuff so he, he's just he's a he's a leprechaun he's a magical being that does you know weird tricky stuff so right. i just i i agree that i don't think 
that Lucky is shown to do anything that would necessarily hurt Captain Crunch, but Captain Crunch is not capable of doing anything to him. But if you just force them into a ring and like, you know, duke it out with like your fists or whatever weapons you have on you, I think Captain Crunch wins. Okay. So tie? I'm gonna say it's a tie or or inconclusive stalemate. or stalemate. Stalemate. Yeah. In the in the uh, no stalemate, stalemate as in stalemate. as in is the cereal is stale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That cereal is so, terrible. In the in the <laughs> in the two part battle here between Lucky Charms and Captain Crunch, I think we can thoroughly <laughs> say and agree that it is a stalemate between the characters. But obviously, Captain Crunch wins as. Hey, the where, where's my? Cereal. I can mute Ian from Far here. Superior. How do I do that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you wanted to pick a cereal that uh, we're not just weird about and overly hating, I think you should have replaced uh, Lucky Charms with like tricks. Like trick cereal and the right. trick rabbit. You you could do trick that. Rabbit versus think. Lucky on who can escape quicker. Oh, dude. Okay, that's a that's a whole save that for fight. part three. Yeah. part three is the other cereal battles. <laughs> so I guess Tim, in other words, if you're going to ask us a cereal, pick out the cereal that Ian and I are not really the freaks about. <laughs> so what you're saying is, if I come visit and bring Captain Crunch, I don't have to worry about somebody else eating it. Uh. No, well, if you bring Captain Crunch to our or, house, uh, we're Lucky Charms, eat it. Lucky Charms, yeah, you bring, yeah, Lucky <laughs> Charms is like, yours, yeah. Captain say, Crunch, like, wait a minute, I've got that. It's like I've got a, I've got a box of Captain Crunch downstairs, and Especially I basically have to, I have so, to treat it like Gollum does. Captain, my kids uh, will. So yeah, my, I'm I'm going to grab Captain something Crunch that's berries. just off camera, real quick, since we're talking cereal. I have to point this out. There's a, a mini review here. I was recently at a semi-local Walmart. Anyway, so I was recently I was recently at a semi-local Walmart and I picked up two boxes of this gloriousness, or what I thought was this gloriousness. Um, one box was to keep, one box was to eat because I wanted to know what it tastes like. Right. Um. You guys ever had Frankenberry? Yeah, a long time ago. I just want ago, you to look yes. real close at this cereal here. It's it's Frankenberry. It, it, it's, it's just blue it Frankenberries. Li- yeah. It, it is literally or uh, Frankenberry is a strawberry one, right? Is blueberry is yeah. a blue one? Yeah. Yeah, blueberry. Yeah, blueberry. Yeah. It's uh. It's, so it's, it's blueberry then? No, no. It's it's Frankenberry. Oh, uh, with just the marshmallow bits. What? Yeah. Fra- Frankenberry's got marshmallows. Yeah, it does. Yep. Okay. It's like I, I'm I'm kind of sad. It's it's Frankenberry. I, I, I guess if you wanted to they go even sell Frankenberry anymore, yeah. I don't even think they sell it. Uh, I think it's a seasonal thing in a lot of places now. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I guess if you wanted to go with like a comparable cereal, uh, you could probably do like um, like Count Chocula and Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, they're basically the same thing. Yeah. I mean, but, they're basically, or you know, like Count Chocula versus uh, yeah. uh, 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 chocolate Cocoa. pebble, chocolate Co- pebbles, Cocoa pebbles. Uh, oh. Cocoa Pebbles. Cocoa, yeah, Cocoa Pebbles. Uh, Cocoa Pebbles yeah. is better. Sorry, I, I I don't like chocolate cereals, so it, it's a it's a crapshoot for me. It's like, well, <laughs> but both are go both are going to give be given to my kids because I'm not eating them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, so I guess we'll move on to uh, the last fight of the night, mm-hmm. um, which I still have a pretty good. Oh, list, now I'm so... sad that I I used my one weird one as my last <laughs> one. Now I'm disappointed. You got plenty for <laughs> round three. That is true. I'll exactly. save this list. Uh, exactly. So um, I'm going to go with a, a fun one that was actually pretty high on my list uh, last time All right. um, that I just didn't get around to. 
So, um, I'm going to go with uh, Samurai Jack versus uh kenshin from the veroni kenshin series okay anime in, in a duel in a duel battle oh, uh, swordsman God. battle you have batosai the hmm. manslayer versus okay samurai jack is the intent to kill well you if, if you want to take that I take mean... it that way Let's admit this. So Jack never, never intentionally kills a human being except for in the last season, and then he did it on accident at first, not realizing that it was a human, right? And then just yeah. proceeded to murder the shit out now, of the rest now was, of the. Was that a moral code, or was that just because it was the cartoon? Because uh, truthfully, it's been a while since I've seen Samurai Jack, but I mean, I remember him being very skilled. Yeah. So uh, I mean. It's it is a fight to win. We'll go with that. Not necessarily a fight to kill, but it okay. is a fight to win. So to, whether to, that to is subdue or like otherwise they're, incapacitate, they're disarmed, right. incapacitate, yes. oh, subdue, oh, dis yeah. subdue, disarm, incapacitate, knock out, beat the crap out of, um, you know, left for dead type thing. Whatever right. you want to say, it, it the intention is not to straight up murder, but to right. win the fight. If that happens, that happens, but it's not a battle to the death. Okay. Okay. Man. Hmm. I mean, I'll start off by saying that it's it's kind of weird, too, because it's also it's similar to almost like Cortana and GLaDOS in that their their universes are stylized in such ways that it's like really hard, like like Samurai Jack. Even though he's ostensibly a normal human being, yep. um, he does some pretty superhuman like feats. Uh, of speed and, and strength. I mean, he doesn't do anything overly crazy, but he still obviously moves much faster than a regular person. Right. He's able to fight off, like, you know, crazy powerful aliens and, and monsters or creatures and, right. and robots and drones and things. And, I mean, he's able to kind of, you know, in a way, hold off against, uh, uh, what's his name? Aku? Is that his name? Aku. The, Aku. Aku. Um, so, who, you know, is this giant demon lord kind of thing. Um, so I don't know, like that that in itself kind of puts it sort of weird where I mean, yes, Kenshin is a is an anime, but I mean it's I, I'm trying to remember because it for me it's I've seen Kenshin this is the one that it's been a while for, since I've seen versus Samurai Jack. And I I wanna say like it's not like is it like Naruto or whatever where there's like crazy magical abilities? It's not like that, if uh, I remember correctly. It's fairly that, that's grounded. More, uh... It's Inuyasha. relatively yeah. grounded, right? Like in Yasha. Yeah. Yeah. It's not grounded. It is anime stylized, but he's not like doing like, you know, shooting like, you know. Yeah, he's like, not shooting laser beams like, out of his yeah. sword type thing. Right. Uh, I mean, he does he does have, I would say, still some superior human abilities. Uh, we can go with superior human via training, whatever you want to say. Um the, a couple of things understanding about Sam about Jack. Um, he is still human. Right. Um, he was trained in a traditionally human environment. He just trained all over the place. Um, you know, in mo many different cultures, learning many different styles. Right. He yeah. does have a magic sword. That's true. Oh, right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. But I believe the sword is imbued with power to destroy evil. So I don't right. think that that could. I don't right. think that would necessarily that would really him provide a, him. And, yeah, it, it doesn't power him up, and it and it wouldn't work against Kenshin anyway. But um, 
it is a provided advantage against him because he's not evil. But right. um, so that's fair. But I, I mean, Kenshin also though is yeah. I remember him, you know, having. It's just it's I guess like for example the the thing I'm just trying to point out is that the way that Samurai Jack is styled like when he jumps or does something it, it since it's such a bold cartoony kind of right. style it's, it's it looks like he just over exactly yeah, it, yeah. It, it looks like he's you know he could jump like a fifty whereas I think when Kenshin does comparable acts it's still more than a person can do but not as to that same thing right. so i think style wise it kind of blurs that line for me yeah but so i'm trying to think maybe more just what are like feats that they've done that are comparable this is or maybe just one. who's I mean, shown to be a good fighter i mean cause they're both incredibly skilled swordsmen in their own respective rights um yes the thing that that cuz kenshin had his his reverse blade the sharp, the what yeah. would normally be the sharpened edge was the dull edge, and you know, it was flipped. So I think if you know if it started off being a stalemate, and for whatever reason Kenshin's whole you know I don't kill was thrown out the window for whatever reason, I think him flipping that blade and using it in a an odd stance might throw Jack off a bit because it's not. He Jack would see Kenshin go from a style that's very similar to his. To a what Jack would perceive as a very, very awkward, literal backhanded form of that. So I mean, it would boil down to in that case if Jack is skilled enough to be able to quickly compensate for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, even if Kenshin's using, you know, the, the sharp edge, it still may not even be I'm going to kill Jack. He may just you know, you know, cut a tendon so that you know he drops a knee, you know, sever a hand, whatever have you. Right. So I mean, if 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 he started doing that with the reverse style, I, it, it'd come down to if, if Jack can compensate for that quickly enough. Before Ian looks like he's going to say something. What do you got? Lola Bunny hand. What? That was my Lola Bunny hand. Oh God, I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. But like yeah. I was saying, if, if, if Jack can compensate for that quickly enough before Kenshin can cause any irreparable damage, then I, if Jack can't overcompensate it, I think it would boil down to who has more stamina. Who would you know be the one to finally just say, you know what, I, I don't have it in me anymore. If Jack can't compensate for it, I'd give it to Kenshin then. Because even without a killing blow, it'd be an awkward enough of a style, in my opinion anyway that he could still do some damage with a, a sharpened edge that's getting through defenses just from being wielded slightly differently. I, I My slight counters to that is that uh, Ian pointed this out as well, but, I mean, Jack was, you know, trained in, like, a feudal-era type Japan initially, but then he goes through the portal, and then then he encounters all these different cultures and whatnot. But then he picks up stuff from all kinds of people. That's true, know, that is from true. From different warrior classes, from different alien races and things like that, and mystical That's people. True. I think he's experienced enough different cultures and fighting styles that even though he would initially be like, oh, someone familiar... But right. then he does something that's off. I think he would adapt relatively quickly that, that, to, that is to about, Kenshin's that is style. Point. Yeah. Um, I, I also that think way. that I guess if we're going with endurance, I mean Kenshin has fought multiple opponents at the same time before, and has fought you know several skilled people as well. Jack has also fought multiple 
skilled opponents at the same time. Yeah, well, and Jack, um, Jack has also fought yeah. several times a demon lord, you know, Aku, who realistically, because of his magic, doesn't really have, or if he does have an upper limit to his stamina, it's well beyond human yes. maximum. Well, and I and wasn't Jack's even going to use Aku. And I wasn't even going to use Aku. Like, I know in one of the episodes, he fights, like, a horde of, like, insectoid bug robots that mm. Aku sent after him. And it's, like, like at least a few hundred, if not right. several hundred. Yeah, he does. And, he, and, and, he, and, 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 he, and he fights off the entire thing. And those are, you know, large machines that are going to have capabilities greater than a regular person. Right. Yeah. And he's able to destroy all of them. Yeah. And yet again, this is kind of going toward that it's over-stylized, but if we're still taking it as they're relatively comparable within their own style or whatever, I, I think Jack has demonstrated a... Uh, greater endurance than Kenshin has. All right, yeah, I, um, I, I would agree. Based on what we've seen Jack do, I think that he'd be able to hold out longer stamina-wise. Yeah. So I would say that they're probably, uh, hard to say, but I'm going to say they're probably about equally skilled. They both don't necessarily want to kill each other, so right. it's not like one's more ruthless than the other. In fact, they're both very peaceful warriors in that same sense, so they have similar mindsets. Right. Um. And I just think, really, the only thing that separates them is is who could hold out longer. And I guess I'd have to go with Jack. I think Samurai Jack would win simply because I think he has the endurance to handle it. Right. Uh, whereas everything else is basically a wash or equal. In my right. So I, my I, vote's going to be I, for Samurai Jack. I'd agree on that one, because like you said, you know, Jack is, is while Kenshin is no slouch by any means. No. He's used to fighting normal, everyday people. Jack is used to fighting everyday normal people, and robots, and cyborgs, and aliens, and demons, etc., 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 so forth and so on. Jack's, you know, been through a lot more, in my opinion, difficult fights. Any swordsman with their salt's going to be able to, you know, to have to learn from that, adapt to that, and grow out of that. In a but way, I, you could say he's got more experience. It's kind of like the Dave yeah. Batista, Jason Momoa thing we did earlier. So yeah, I think I'll, maybe Jack's extra experience would uh, help him out as well. Oh, for sure. So yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree on this one, Jack. Absolutely, actually. I think those are some pretty fair and honest breakdowns. Uh, as much as I like Kenshin as a as a character, yeah. uh, I, you know, they're both really awesome samurai era, you know, level type characters in, in their own right. So, um, I think those are some fair arguments. So it seems like we don't uh, we we are finishing up with a, a definitive victor in Samurai Jack. Uh, so, so to recap, <laughs> yes, the recaps. Yep. In round one, we had Batista versus Momoa with Batista as the winner. Round two, we had Alucard versus D with Alucard as the winner. Round three, we had Glados versus Cortana with a I question mark. Um, uh, Lola and Roxanne, we had Lola. We're not going to get into how that fight went down. Uh, I'm going to mute you guys here Just real quick, completely money. unrelated. Uh, Captain America, uh, Captain uh, Crunch, excuse me, was the defensive winner on all categories. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> then the last round, we had Samurai Jack versus Kenshin with Jack pulling out the clutch win. So, we, we, had, we had a lot, some interesting ones again tonight. There were no Gorilla Bear fights, but we no. still got, I mean, we did kind of with Batista Momoa, I mean. They're just they're basically behemoths. gorillas and bears, yeah. I mean, they're gorillas and bears at the same time. Yes. 
So we had, yeah. yeah so we still, we still had a beastly fight. Yeah, I, I enjoyed a, a serial fight though. That's that's like a, a realm of pop culture that uh, oh. I did not anticipate. Well, so like, that's I, fun. I, that, I think, that one I, I thought think... of earlier today, and I don't even know why, but I was sitting in the car and I went, "This is this is even before we had talked about doing the versus episode." I'm like, who would win in a fight, Lucky or Captain Crunch? I love this, the fact this is that how an ADD brain thought. works. All right, yeah. That thought came well, up without the context of a fight. And, and then I'm like, oh, there's my very first one. All right. I'll, I'll say this, though. Um, Keenan and I enjoyed the, the Captain Crunch versus Lucky Charmed episode. I don't... Where's, I, where's my meme? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't he did. So, uh... Ian was actually just saying, everyone, that Captain Crunch is the vastly superior cereal. Uh, Keenan is, uh, the, the video seems to be glitched up or something. Keenan is emphatically agreeing right now. Um, I mean, you, you can see, 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 he, he's nodding in agreement. Uh, they, they both concede that Captain Crunch is the greatest cereal of all time. And they would both be honored to be uh, official spokespeople. We, uh, and Ian actually is even saying that he would love to have them as a sponsor for this show. Um, yeah, so absolutely. So, oh, hey, hey, guys, it looks like the audio issues are kind of resolving themselves here. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what happened there. That was just, uh, that's just really weird. You should just do one of the some editing and uh, actually, <laughs> the audio is not fixing itself. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I actually, in attempts to make a horrible joke, the audio has broken itself here. Um, why is it not actually working? <laughs> I broke it. I, I can hear you guys, but you're not on the recording at all. It makes it even better for me. Um, so, all right. So I guess I'll do the outro here because you guys aren't going to be able to hear Ian. I don't know why my recording software is uh, goofing up here. Uh, do, do either of you know ASL? Uh, oh, hang on. Talk. Hello. Yes. Talk. Can you hear us? Are we on the audio now? Yeah! Yay! Yay! We're Yay! Back. <laughs> totally worth it. We we discovered that Tim has a reality work. When he says something, it will be so. Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, this yep. this was definitely fun. Uh, I, I enjoy these versus episodes. They're always just the ideas we come <laughs> yeah. up with and the weird weird Cause, stuff because they're random. Because <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I just. I will just say that, like I said, the serial thing is what got me is that it's just we're we're diving into, you know, we're not doing, you know, epic rap battles of history or or, or uh, death battles or what, what are they called on YouTube? Death battle. Yeah, death, 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 battle. yeah death battle. We're we're not doing the ones that are like expected. We're, we're throwing out some weird one that you're not necessarily right. thinking about. Exactly. That's what I enjoy. So yeah. if, if anybody that's watching, listening, whatever have you. Get a hold of us on our socials that Ian's going to pimp out here in a second. Let us know what you guys think about who would win in these fights. Give us your thoughts. If you love Lucky Charms, give us a like. So with that being said, Ian? Yep. So uh, if you want to, uh, if, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and go with the pimping, uh, you can uh, reach us at uh, Love Lola Bunny. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong pimping. Sorry, sorry that's wrong my pimp. email. My, that, that, my that's, that's our Reddit username. Um yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, we were we. You want me to to pimp our 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 podcast social yes, media, not yes. not not not, uh, not our simp uh, simp accounts. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so sorry about that, folks. <laughs> but yes, thank you again for joining us. Uh, thank you also to my brother as our special uh, favorite guest. Uh, repeat, uh, repeat, um, honorary host. Uh, we'll we'll say. 
Uh, and uh, you can catch us on uh, all of our social media. And uh, again, a big thank you to Anchor.fm, who hosts our podcast, who also feeds out to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and several others. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at uh, Non Sequitur Nerds, and you can find us on Twitter at Non Sequitur Nerd without the S uh, because we ran out of characters. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, with that, uh, we thank you for joining us. We had a, uh, a fantastic fisticuffs time here, uh, uh, battling it out, uh, with both our minds and our mouths. Um, oh, d- did you, did you mention our live Twitch, uh, uh oh, this every week? I, yeah. No, I, I did not. not. I am sorry. <laughs> I, I am, I am sorry about that, folks. Um, yes, we do broadcast live. Uh, on Twitch uh, at uh, just non sequitur nerds, I believe is yep. just, is our Twitch handle, uh, and then obviously you can find uh, the video uh, recordings of this on YouTube uh, at non sequitur nerds. Yep. So uh, I apologize for missing those. I will have to update my script. Uh, and You've got a script? No, I was just oh. being dramatic. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wait a I, second. I'm just being dramatic and waving my hand, kind of off camera. Just He's just being modest. Like he doesn't. Oh. He doesn't want to, you know, uh, shell himself out too much. So you know, enough, he forgets every now and then. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, we're, uh, th- this isn't like you know the the super friends or anything. And next time on non sequitur nerds. Uh, so um, it should be. Honestly, should I would be. really like that if that was your guys's like <laughs> outro every time. I'd be into yeah, that. I mean. Problem though is that we usually don't think up what we're gonna do until like it's, the day that we're gonna do it. It's so. true. It's true. <laughs> Next time, so, anyway, non-sequitur nerds. We Meanwhile, have no idea, but stay tuned. Exactly. Will Goku gather the seven Yu-Gi-Oh cards to defeat Ash Ketchum's Digimon? Find out next time on Bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I just pissed off the entire season. internet. Come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna come after you with a Lola Bunny. Oh god! Um, oh god! Please no! Please do not tag our socials with your Lola Bunny fan art. I'm sure you're talented artists, but please. You're no. just gonna get a lot of links to subreddits that you oh. don't. Oh god! You assume we don't get those already. Uh, yeah. anyway so uh with that i think we will go ahead and uh wrap up for the night thank you again for joining us for those of you who watch live thank you again for listening uh to our podcast and uh youtube watchers and we uh hope to catch you next time uh because we love doing this so um yeah that'll about do it thanks again everybody uh for non-secretary nerds uh i'm ian i'm tim and i'm keenan <laughs> right. bye good night everybody